Hi everyone, welcome back to Mess It Up First. My name is Prenathy. My name is Tiara. And this week we're going to be talking all things Halloween, which is my favorite holiday, the best freaking holiday out there, and Tiara's a freak who doesn't like it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm necessarily a freak. I feel like other people maybe share the same opinion. Yeah, but no one who's cool, you know? Oh, okay, sure. Fine. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there are so many reasons to love Halloween, so it just, I am just so genuinely curious as to what it is about it that you didn't like growing up or don't like now. I mean, I don't know. I, growing up, did enjoy trick-or-treating. Like, I like getting dressed up and, like, figuring out a costume and stuff like that, but I am not the biggest candy person. Um, like, candy is fine, but I don't really eat a ton of it. Who isn't a candy person? I feel like that's the point of candy, is that there's a type <laughs> of candy out there for every single person. I mean, I I really like Reese's. I like Kit Kats. Uh, Twix yeah, came into my great. life a lot later, but I mm-hmm. realized I liked Twix. I was a picky kid growing up, so I didn't eat a ton of, or like a variety of things. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. Also, I just, I really like dark chocolate, but I'm not a huge fan of milk. Interesting. Yeah. Because milk chocolate's just way too sweet. But then also- I'm on the same page. Yeah. 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 I mean, also though, I'm I'm kind of a scaredy cat (laughs) and Halloween (laughs) is- Kind of geared towards, you know, scaring people. So haunted corn mazes, haunted houses, not my thing. I don't think I've ever actually gone into a haunted house because I'm just too scared looking at the outside of it to even go in. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally fair. I think, I feel like there's kind of like two sort of sides to Halloween and like there's like obviously the horror, like crazy side of it. And then um, I just kind of like the fun, like magical, like mystical side of it. Uh, yeah. Like growing up, like, like obviously I had so much fun, like dressing up as a kid and going out and trick or treating. And like my brother and I, like between the two of us, we would get so much candy that we would just like. I think it literally lasted for like a year. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know if we were supposed to keep eating it like throughout the year. I don't know if candy goes bad, but I'm. I hope it doesn't. Otherwise, I would be very sick right now. I mean, the same um, thing would happen to me and my sister, where we just have candy from Halloween sitting around the house for so long, and eventually they'd kind of get used for um, gingerbread house decorating if they were mm-hmm. stale enough, but yeah, I mean, it just sits around, especially like the candy that you don't want to eat, the candy that you don't like. Yeah, like, what do you no, do that's that? fair. <laughs> You throw it out. It's a little wasteful for sure. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I think like also as like a kid, um, I loved watching like Halloween movies because like, I mean, we can shit on it all we want now, but Disney Channel, like back in the day, those Halloween movies were the best things like Twitches, Halloween Town, Hocus Pocus, which I'm not sure is Disney now that I'm thinking about it. I think it's Disney. Yeah. I don't, um, think, I don't think Hocus Pocus is Disney. Okay, it might not be, but just all of those were, like, such a pinnacle of, like, my childhood. I, like, identified with those movies, 
Um, and I watched them all year long. I think like it didn't even have to be Halloween. <sighs> I would just watch them like in anticipation of Halloween in like July. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I would watch the Disney Channel stuff too, but also growing up, I didn't grow up with cable television, so Disney Channel wasn't a thing in our household. Um, but mm-hmm. usually we started this tradition where every fall break, my dad would take my sister and I up to Breckenridge and we'd spend the week there. And because fall break usually encompasses mm-hmm. Halloween as well, we'd spend the week just lying in bed watching Disney Channel movies. So I did kind of have that Halloween tradition of Disney Channel Halloween movies, um, but it wasn't, I think, to the degree that everybody else had it just because we didn't have it in our house. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's kind of spooky, though, like out in um, the mountains. Yeah. So maybe yeah. celebrate in your own way. I think like with, I think having Indian parents is really funny because Back when we, like, my brother and I kind of first started doing the Halloween thing, they thought the concept was super weird. And honestly, like, if you think about it and, like, strip it down, it really is. Like, you're going around dressed up as whatever. Um, yeah. You know, from Lady Gaga to, like, <laughs> you know, like, Rubik's Cubes to, like, whatever was popular back in the day. And you would just go around to people's houses in your neighborhood, like, knock on their door and you're like, give me candy. Like, it's kind of a weird concept. But, yeah, well, um, and especially after they tell you, like, never take candy from a stranger. It's like the right. one. Well, and then remember, like, how there was this whole thing about people putting razor blades in candy and, like, apples and stuff like that that they would hand out on Halloween and then uh, all the moms what? got so... Did you not hear about this? No, I don't think I ever heard about this. This used to be, yeah, this was like a huge thing. I think it happened after we grew out of our trick-or-treating days. It happened when we got mm-hmm. a little bit older. But I remember seeing news stories about people finding razor blades in apples and other things that were handed out on Halloween. And then people started getting a little nervous about going out and trick-or-treating. I think think it wasn't to the degree where people stopped but it was definitely a thing for a while oh my god no I didn't hear about that I knew that there was like after a while there was kind of like the PSAs of like don't eat unwrapped candy and like yeah be careful like when you're trick-or-treating travel in Mm -hmm. groups like that kind of stuff just because the world is crazy unfortunately um but yeah no I never heard about the razor blades that's insane so yeah. I guess that's, like, the horror side of Halloween. Um, yeah. I feel like, I don't know why, but especially on, like, college campuses, like, October gets to be a really weird time. And, like, people start doing all kinds of weird, crazy shit. And I don't know if it's because they're watching horror movies or where that comes from, but I don't know. Is, have you experienced that? I mean, honestly, I just think it's part of being a college kid that, I mean, not everybody does it, obviously, but I Mm -hmm. think a lot of kids just go a little crazy not having the parentals around. Um, I think it's kind of just their time to finally let loose, and some people take that to the degree of, you know, they do it (laughs) all four years, they're going crazy and stuff like that. I don't know. I I think it's also a lot of college boys and a lot of hormones that shit like that happens. Yeah, I remember our freshman year, and this is not to freak anyone out about college, but 
our freshman year, it was um, all of that crazy stuff with the clowns that was happening in the news. Oh, my God, um, yeah. And there were, like, a few that had, like, shown up on campus. And our we, like, mm-hmm. our security alert system was, like, messaging us being, like, clowns spotted at, like, the south end of campus or whatever it was. And it was just the weirdest, weirdest thing. Yeah. Well, and then having, like, because everybody your freshman year has group messages with your dorm, with just random groups on campus, and people would start messaging in those groups like, oh my god, I saw a clown by, like, Sewell, I saw a clown by Varsity Lake, and there would be, like, grainy photos and stuff like that. It was just, I don't know, it kind of people just took it and ran with it and it caused a lot of anxiety for some people. Yeah, definitely. I think it kind of spiraled out of control, which, I mean, I didn't really like horror movies growing up. Honestly, I still don't really like horror movies. I think that they can kind of be fun, like, if you're watching, um, you know, paranormal activity or, like, something like that with your friends, like, in a group of people where you're not just, like, watching these things alone, but... I mean, the reason I hate them so much is that I think about them for, like, the next week, and I can't sleep, or, like, oh, when yeah. it's dark, I just imagine, like, all of these things that are just, like, lurking in the shadows, like, waiting for me. Oh, yeah. So, no, yeah. Like, I hate horror movies. I have so much anxiety around horror movies, and I've watched one. I've watched exactly one in my entire life, and it was when I was in, I want to say, like, eighth grade. Or maybe freshman year of high school. I'm not quite sure. I'm pretty sure it was eighth grade. But it was called Grave Encounters. And mm-hmm. it's a paranormal one. Um, and before we watched it, every like all of my friends were like, oh, it's not even that bad. Like, you'll be fine. And I <laughs> had to sleep in my sister's room for, I kid you not, a month. I was oh so God. scared. It was... I just... Something about paranormal horror movies scares me a lot more than just regular thrillers or serial killer movies. Serial killer movies are still terrifying, don't get me wrong, but with um, with paranormal movies, there's a part of me that's kind of like you'll never know whether or not spirits or ghosts actually exist. You can't prove yeah. that they do, but you also can't prove that they don't. And so the possibility that any of that might be real scares me so badly that's funny i mean honestly like if ghosts and spirits are showing up halloween is the time you know because i know I think, like, <laughs> like quick like two second crash his like crash course history um halloween what became began like almost two thousand years ago uh with celtic the celtic people and um you know basically it was like the festival itself was called sam wayne i don't i can't really pronounce it um perfectly but uh, it sort of marks, like, the end of summer, like, harvest season. And there's, like, this really common belief among the Celts back then that on October 31st, you know, the veil, that sort of veil that separates the living realm and the realm of the dead becomes thinner and becomes more blurred. And so um, that's, like, the night, you know, like, when you're celebrating San Wayne that, you know, the Celtics, Celts believe that the ghosts of the deceased and like spirits and everything could pass through the veil and show up on our side, (laughs) the side of the living. So I think, you know, there's a lot of like really spooky origins to it. And I mean, it wasn't just the Celts. It was like, it went through um, the Romans and the Catholics all had 
like different versions of it. And of course it snowballed from there and became Halloween as we know it now. But I like growing up, like learning all of that history was like so fun to me. <laughs> I read a lot of fantasy growing up. I still read a lot of fantasy and like the true nerd that you are when you read that much fantasy, like all of this kind of stuff, all of this folklore is just really cool. See, for me, it's like hearing that, hearing that the veil between the living and the dead gets really, really thin on Halloween night. That just freaks me out. I'm so terrified that one day, like on Halloween, I'm going to look in the corner of my bedroom and something will be looking back. Or, I don't know, (laughs) like I wake up with bruises and like they're unexplainable. I just can't, I cannot deal with the thought of that. It's so terrifying to me. That's funny. I mean, I like to think that there's, like, benevolent spirits on the other side, too. Um, I actually, it was sort of weird. I went to this horror lecture today. Um, My professor is, like, a super, I'm an English major, um, disclaimer, but my professor (laughs) is a really prolific horror writer, so he has written, like, I think 22 books, and, like, horror is his, like, genre. So he gives this lecture today, and we're talking about like horror like what it is why it exists and why people love it and he was kind of talking about how horror was almost necessary for people because it really brings us back to our human roots of like evolution where you know things were scary to us like where we weren't primal fear you know it's very primal fear and he's like yeah i think what he was kind of getting at was that it's very humbling and like it's not just, like, people who are, like, super crazy and weird and out there. Like, there's, like, a reason that we like watching these things that we, like, can't look away. And, you know, like, to some degree, it's, like, people, like, w- w- like being scared. It's, like, why people go to haunted houses. We go to corn mazes and we watch these movies and stuff because it's, like, fun to a degree. Even yeah. if it is, like, terrifying. I think some people, I can see some people definitely enjoying that, but for somebody like me who has pretty intense anxiety, I'm just kind of scared (laughs) (laughs) 24-7, or at least anxious, and so having this whole holiday devoted to just freaking people out, I'm like, I'm already freaked out at, like, tiny things. Like, you're gonna try and purposefully do it. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely fair. I think, like, we all, especially our generation as a whole, deals with a lot of anxiety. Um, yeah. But I think the fun part about Halloween is that it's a controlled, for the most part, like, environment, especially if you're going to, like, those haunted attractions or you're watching a movie. Like, there's a sense, it's like danger with a sense of security surrounding it and like that's kind of fun it gives you that like adrenaline rush when you're not really in a position of danger but you're tricking your mind into kind of thinking that you are for just a little bit and then you're done yeah I can see that I can see that being true for movies I think when it comes to haunted houses I've heard so many stories of like characters in haunted houses coming up behind you and they don't back off when you scream and like, oh my god, I read this Facebook post the other day of this guy who went to a Japanese haunted house, oh my gosh. and you were supposed to rate your horror on a scale of one to five, mm-hmm. and he picked three, I think it was, mm-hmm. and so he walks into this warehouse, and he sees a guy dressed up in this raggedy old bunny costume. Oh it's my god. very dirty, like, it 
doesn't sound creepy at first, so he sees him sitting in a corner, he's just kind of sitting there slumped over, and he starts walking through the warehouse, and at some point he looks behind him, and he realizes that the man in the rabbit costume has been following him the entire time. Like, that stuff? Can't deal with that. <laughs> That's actually horrifying. Um, yeah. I know. I don't love, like, putting myself through, like, haunted houses or corn mazes and stuff. Like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with people around. So I haven't mm-hmm. done it in, like, years. But. Yeah. I think. Oh, I got to do it in, like, broad daylight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish they, like, would open up at, like, 10 in the morning or something for people who just, like, can't I know. deal. But, yeah, it's always See, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I recently interviewed, um. A gentleman who has been working in the haunted attraction industry for like over 30 years mm-hmm. and he now works at a corn maze nearby um, with their kind of haunted terror in the corn attraction and it was just really cool to like see I don't know what I expected going into that like but he was a super like normal dude who just like loves doing this and he kind of walked me through the attraction in daylight thankfully <laughs> kind of showing me all of the little things that like freak people out so like mm-hmm. there was just th- this one little tiny little hallway where you're just rounding a corner and there's like this tree that they've built and <laughs> all that they have is just little tiny strings that are tied to the branches of the tree and they're just dangling down so when someone walks through and that string just like brushes their face apparently oh. people lose their damn minds like it's that you just don't like being touched especially like even like if you know what's coming like you know that you're going to be freaked out like just little things like that can set people off and like so that was really funny and he like showed me a lot of cool like tricks with mirrors that they use to make you know a per- like an actor essentially who's like crawling on there's like a railing above the hallway mm-hmm. and the actor's crawling above it but they've set up mirrors to make it look like the actor's falling down on top oh of you even God. though they're nowhere near you oh so <laughs> again yeah it ties into that like safe but also dangerous kind of situation yeah well i mean when it's dark out, and I think that's the other thing about me and Halloween, is that a lot of the stuff that takes place on Halloween takes place at night, and even though I'm 21, I'm kind of scared of the dark still, or more accurately, what could be in it, I guess. And so, I mean, like, the strings coming down from the tree, if that brushed my face and it was pitch black out, I would absolutely lose it. <laughs> I think, you know, being afraid of the dark is such a human thing. Like, you're definitely not the only one. I am that way, too, sometimes. Like, everyone is. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, more than the horror thing, for me, it's always been... I love, like, the magical kind of side of it, too. And, like, maybe, like, my love of Harry Potter growing up and... Oh, yeah. What can be attributed to that. But, um, you know, like, the witchy stuff, the fun, like... You know, like, there's, like, one kind of season a year where, like, you can just sort of pretend like, you know, the world isn't as dull and boring as it is sometimes. And yeah, you get to dress up as like fun characters and like that kind of thing. And it's just, it's just kind of like an escape from real life, which if, it, if that isn't a metaphor for my entire <laughs> childhood, I don't know what is. But yeah, I mean, did you have like certain things that you dressed up as growing up yeah oh my god speaking of harry potter loved harry potter growing up as well i was such a nerd but i dressed up like hermione like two years in a row it's actually kind of funny because um at work today 
Jessie, our supervisor, her name is Jessie, she messaged our group chat and she was like, oh, like, if you guys have any photos of you guys dressed up when you were younger during Halloween, send them in the group chat. We'll post them on social media as throwbacks. And so I texted my mom and I was like, oh, like, can you send me some stuff? Because I don't have anything on my phone, really. And she was sending me all these photos. And there were, like, two or three Halloweens where I dressed up like a Renaissance queen um, and it was really bad though, cause I had bangs at the time and oh I was God. wearing this headdress piece. And so it just looks so <laughs> stupid, but I dressed up like that. I did princesses. I was obsessed with princesses when I was little too, but Hermione, I think was my favorite costume. I wore it, I think for two or three Halloweens. I love it. Yeah. I, Dressed up as witches a lot. Um, Classic. That's so on brand for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I I remember I was Mary Poppins one year. Oh, that's cute. I love Mary Poppins. I still do. Um, and, oh, I it's actually kind of funny, but my mom would – there were multiple years for whatever reason where my mom would just dress me up as, like, an Indian princess. Oh, my God. Totally – like, she totally made it up. She totally made it up, but, like, she, like, I had, you know, like, yeah, I had some Indian clothes, like, growing up, and so... It must have been so cute. Yeah, she, like, took that and uh, put a little tiara on my head, haha, tiara, and um, took, like, a little veil kind of thing and, like, did a whole thing. It was really cute. Um, I need to find pictures of it at some point, but, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I love dressing up. Yeah, I did really enjoy dressing up. And dressing up for me extended far past Halloween. I was constantly running around the house or my neighborhood in, like, Swan Lake princess costumes. We had Cinderella. We had Snow White. We had them all. We had Tinkerbell, too. She's not technically a princess, but I would dress up like her and just run around. Love that stuff. Yeah, I remember I used to have these two Halloween shirts, and one was orange and the other was purple. I really liked the purple one, and I would wear it kind of just, like, year-round as, like, part of my regular, like, outfit cycle. Mm -hmm. And, like, one day, I think it was – it was sometime in the summer, like, nowhere near Halloween, but my neighbor, um, who's, like, a family friend, she was like, you know – maybe you shouldn't wear Halloween shirts like outside of October. And I was like, and that blew my mind. I was like, why wouldn't I just wear this fun little purple shirt with like a cat on it that says happy Halloween year round? Yeah. Like, why can't I do that? I was so upset about it at the time, but societal she maybe had a point. (laughs) No, honestly, if Halloween is your favorite holiday, like if I could wear Christmas sweaters every day of the year, if it wasn't so hot, I totally would. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's totally fair. So, you love your witchy stuff. I know you said you dressed up as a witch when you were younger, and just you oh my god if anybody loves witchy stuff it's like in my life it's definitely you you love it the most I think (laughs) yeah I mean it has definitely gotten worse over the years I think um because you know like growing up you're like oh like running around like waving like a branch that you thought was like a wand um just being like oh I want to be Hermione like 
Mm-hmm. I loved Harry Potter so much, and I think that's where a lot of this came from, um, and movies, and of course. So for me, it's like now I, I just enjoy doing it. It's just so fun for me. And by witchy stuff, we mean like I am trying to teach myself how to read tarot cards. It's a very mm-hmm. hard and slow process, but um, I'm doing my best. And you know, like. It's all. It's almost kind of funny because I think the the witchy stuff, quote unquote, has become a, a lot more mainstream recently. So like you know, people are really into crystals. They're really into mm-hmm. like saging their places and like Palo Santo and like all of that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's kind of funny because I think it just ties into spirituality a lot mm-hmm. more than it is just like a like a fun thing or like a religious thing. It's kind of people have adopted it into this sort of self-care mechanism Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, they, I feel like they define witchy stuff from anything from like making your own like face masks and that kind of thing. And like buying herbs and, and to like, you know, actually going out and doing little rituals with candles and, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like burning sage and like that kind of thing. I'm not explaining it very well, but um, <laughs> I think it's been kind of fun to see like just the acceptance almost of that sort of pagan culture. Mm. And like, um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And I think that um, if you haven't done any of it and if you're like kind of a skeptic, like there isn't really, there doesn't have to be like a weird religious tie or anything to it. Like for, Like sometimes it's just like you take a moment to yourself and like whether you're just like writing like an affirmation on like a piece of paper mm-hmm. and like burning it um with a candle like that's just like a moment of your day where you're just like thinking about only the present thinking just in that moment and not so worried and wrapped up with like everything mm-hmm. else that's going on around you and like tarot cards for example I love them so much because I think that you know like people kind of have that like oh like witchy stuff like it's not real mm-hmm. like, but and like no one's saying that like the cards are these magical like omnipotent like beings that can like read your future and like mm-hmm. um, control your actions and that kind of thing not at all I think they're always you know they've been intended to be a mirror for your problems mm-hmm. and so like when you're kind of called to draw a card like there's always meaning there that you can derive and mm-hmm. attribute to whatever's going on in your own life so yeah thanks yeah I just think it's really fun and it's really cool um and it's just like a little bit of quiet time for you to reflect and also like connect with other people who are into the same kind of thing um mm-hmm. and I just think it's really fun yeah I mean I think a lot of it like of course when you think of a witch I think when we were younger when you think of a witch it's kind of the green-skinned hook-nosed woman with a black pointy hat on a broomstick kind of thing and it's a lot more it has a lot more to do with like spell work and magic and stuff like that but I think now in modern times when people think witchy stuff I think it has a lot more to do with just energies like you said spirituality um like energy like good energy bad energy like saging Mm -hmm. a place you're trying to get rid of bad energy and I think a lot of superstitions also have to do with that as well um like Asian superstitions have a lot to do with energy as well oh my gosh I can't even tell you superstitions like I think (laughs) 
I grew up on so many superstitions just from like being Indian. And like when I was younger, I would just dispel them because I was just like, that is so dumb. Like I gave no stock to them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, college has turned me into such like a low key, but also very high key, like superstitious person. And <laughs> You know, it's it'll be like I grew up on superstitions um, that are very common in Indian culture. Where, for example, one is if you are about to leave someone's home and you sneeze, um, you need to sit down for like a minute and then you can leave. And I think that comes from like oh. the the myth that like I don't know if it is a myth or not, but the mm-hmm. thing that your heart stops for a little bit when you sneeze. Oh. So it's just to make sure that you can recover from that um, before you are on your way, like to about to make your journey home. So that's one. And then another one, I get yelled at for this all the time by my mom, <laughs> but I shake my legs, like my knees, like I bounce my mm-hmm. knees a lot when I'm sitting down and that's mm-hmm. really supposed to be really bad luck and um, yeah. inviting like bad fortune or something like that. And I can't stop doing that. Because it's such a habit. I have such a, I'm like, I have a lot of jittery energy, I think. And I catch myself doing it all the time. And I like can't get rid of my mom's voice, like when I'm doing it. But yeah, do you have superstitions that you grew up on? I mean, honestly, the shaking the leg one, I think, is pretty common in Asian culture, it sounds Mm -hmm. like. Like, I think, I don't, I, yeah, my mom is very, she's warned me against it before, but I remember sitting in orchestra class doing it, and one of my Korean friends, like, reached over to me and said, oh, you're shaking out all of your bad, or all of your good luck when you shake your leg like that, and I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, but I mean, a lot of my, a lot of Asian superstition comes in I mean, there's stuff that applies to everyday life, and I'm not super familiar with those, mm-hmm. um, but new Chinese New Year, actually, is where a lot of the superstitions come in for me and my family. Um, you know, the color red being good luck. Um, you're supposed to... White is, like, a very, very unlucky color to wear. I think they said something about wearing white to a funeral. I think that's where you're supposed to wear white. Um, but even more than that, it's like on Chinese New Year's Eve, you open up all of your windows and all of your doors and it's supposed to let bad energy and bad luck out and invite in good luck. Um, stuff like that. There's also just small random things like whether or not you lean a broom up against a wall with the handle at the top or the brush broom part at the Mm -hmm. top. Um, just random little things like that. I'm not super, super familiar with a lot of the Chinese superstitions, but I know that there are quite a few. Yeah, that's so interesting. It sounds like a lot of them are really similar because there's one, you know, there's like one in Indian culture too. Like, I don't know if it's so much a superstition as it is just a practice, but my dad, Mm -hmm. like every night, um, this isn't for like a specific holiday or anything. Mm -hmm. He will do this thing where he'll walk up to the front door and he'll leave it open for like a second. He'll like walk Mm -hmm. away, kind of like do a lap around like the first floor of the house essentially. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go back and close it. And it's supposed to invite in Lakshmi, who's like the goddess of like good fortune and Mm -hmm. um, prosperity. So I think, it's kind of strange that there's a lot of like very similar things and color is a big thing for mm-hmm. like Indian people too. I think maybe less so than it was for 
you the way that you described it. But um, mm-hmm. for my family, it's like my grandma, for whatever reason, is like apparently pretty adamant about not wearing black because it's supposed to be like bad luck for our family. But mm-hmm. I love the color black. <laughs> I wear it all the time. So yeah. I don't know. I think you can be a little selective with your superstitions that you choose to believe. But yeah, yeah it's kind of weird. I can't like get rid of that internal voice now. Yeah. I mean, no, we have a lot of stuff to do with numbers, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. like, Numerology for example, like, New Year's Eve, Chinese New Year's Eve, you're supposed to eat dumplings traditionally. Mm-hmm. And the number of dumplings that you eat signifies what kind of a year you're going to have. And you're yeah. supposed to eat either six or eight. Um, and I don't <laughs> remember which is which, but one means that you're going to have good fortune, Mm-hmm. Over the next year, so wealth, um, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, and then the other one means that you're gonna have good health over the coming year, but but you can't have both. Yeah, you can't have both. You have to eat six or eight because it's kind <laughs> of impossible. I mean, if you ate sixty-eight yeah. dumplings, maybe, oh but um, you should never ever eat four dumplings or any number that has a four in it because yeah. um, four. The way that you pronounce it is, it, and I'm going to pronounce it totally wrong because I suck at pronunciation, but it's like su, and death or dead sounds almost the exact same. It's just a different kind of accent. And so four is considered like the equivalent of China's number 13. So oftentimes you won't find a fourth floor in buildings. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So numerology is really big. That's cool. That's really crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of interesting, like, meshing the superstitions of, like, my Indian family, like, growing up and, you know, this American culture that I grew up in, like, you know, like, little things like black cats, and I don't believe in that kind of thing, and apparently mm-hmm. black cats are actually, like, historically, like, not adopted as often because people are so superstitious about them, but they're so cute, so <laughs> they are go cute. adopt a black cat. They're adorable. <laughs> um and then you know your roommate recently shattered a mirror and like oh my god yeah he did shatter th- a mirror <laughs> twice <laughs> um, yeah. which is so funny so just like little things like that where I'm like I try not to put too much stock into it but part of me just like can't help but wondering what that's gonna do and what effect that's gonna have yeah I mean so far it doesn't seem like much has happened yeah. but can never be too careful. <laughs> no. I wish I was like one of those people who just like gave zero zero shits about any of the stuff sometimes, but like I don't know, I think that, you know, it exists for a reason and I think mm-hmm. if you're too quick to dispel it and dismiss it, like that's a problem. So, yeah. but maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, that's fair. I think that's totally fair. Well, so one of the reasons why I think I hate Halloween so much is, or at least at this point in my life, is because I've come to college and been involved in the Halloween culture here. And it's just, it's, oh my God, I hate it. I can't even tell you. I just really hate it. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a pretty drastic difference from being a kid to now. 
Yeah, but I mean, Halloween in college doesn't have the same kind of innocent connotations that it used to when you were younger. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh my god, it's so much work. Like, really, it's a full week of just partying, pretty much. There is parties, like, every night, and you have to, like, find a different costume for each party. And I think some people just give up and end up, you know, just wearing the same costume. But I remember freshman year just feeling the pressure to have to find something to put together every single night that I was planning on, you know, going out with friends or something. It was just, oh my god, it was too much. That's got to be so expensive, too. Yeah, for real. I can't imagine the people that actually spend real money on making their costumes every year. It's insane because it's a full week celebration here. It's too much. (laughs) I know. I like having, like, actually just celebrating on Halloween and, like, having people over and, like, watching movies and having a little costume party, like, with, like, your close friends. and mm-hmm. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I love that I kind of miss, for sure. Yeah. No, I... That's my kind of Halloween as well. I'm not super into the huge, like, parties, too many people packed into a room kind of thing. But that's kind of how things are done here. And it... I don't know. It kind of bums me out a little bit. It just, it's exhausting just thinking about it, which is why I'm kind of glad it snowed so much this week because it's definitely going to put a damper on a lot of that. So I'm a little grateful, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm all for you do you and you have fun, stay safe yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, I I think it'll be cool to kind of see how Halloween changes from, you know, college now to, like, when we graduate and what that's going to be like. Yeah, I am um, a little curious as to what it's going to be. I think just like. holidays change. Yeah. yeah. It should be interesting. Because, I mean, like, you're just in such a different environment and you don't have all these, like, people around you who are, like, the same age. And I think holidays just tend to really change. And, like, I mean, I assume that they're going to change. So I'm just really interested to see how yeah things are going to work out. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk more about holidays in the future because we're reaching that time of year but yeah I think oh yes I mean I feel like we can probably expect after graduation not too much of a difference in terms of the partying I think there's probably going to be quite a few parties and people really excited about Halloween who just want to celebrate it all the time (laughs) but it probably won't be nearly as intense as it is living around a college campus yeah definitely